0: Welcome to episode 41 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Week one of the college football season is in the books. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about what went down in college football this weekend. Then we're talking about the NFL. Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott still have been unsigned And then we're talking about those big trades. The Dolphins and the Texans, they made big trades over the weekend. What exactly are the Miami Dolphins trying to accomplish? All that much more here on another jam-packed episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. Topics on topics, takes on takes. And before we get into those takes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And then also, most importantly... Throw your takes in the comments section below. I want all your takes on all of today's topics, but we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. And week one of the college football season is in the books, and what a weekend it was. I had to decide, am I going to spend this entire weekend sitting on my couch watching college football, and I didn't. I stood at times and watched college football, I laid down and watched college football, but some takeaways from week one. First of all, some of my favorite things I saw this weekend Hugh Freeze coaching a game from the press box, only he was in his hospital bed. I respect that dedication. You had band members. Fainting on the field during the Tennessee-Georgia State game, and the band just continued to do it right around him. And then also, you had Mac Brown. It was return of the Mac in North Carolina. A lot of people saying, oh, he's too old to come back. I'm saying if you have a national championship under your belt, you're never too old to coach in college football. And he was getting down right after the game. Check out Mac Brown with the moves right here. <laughs> Now, my first takeaway over the weekend is that the AP got it right. The preseason AP top 10... All teams dominated over the weekend. They won by an average margin of 26.7 points. And everyone from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence looked really great. But for the Clemson Tigers, the story to me was Travis Antion. Travis Antion balled out over the weekend. A 90-yard touchdown burst, 205 total yards, three touchdowns on just 12 carries. So all the hype is about Trevor Lawrence. To me, he looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans. But Travis Antion, to me, is the Heisman Candidate for Clemson right now, and that could all change in a heartbeat, but for now, Travis Entian ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Look, the first game for Trevor Lawrence. This guy has all the hype to win the Heisman. He goes 12 of 23, 160 yards, two picks, and one touchdown, but that arm talent, you saw it. This guy, a generational-type talent. For the Clemson Tigers, they're going to be in it until the very end this year. And then you go to Alabama. So the first quarter for Alabama, they go scoreless against Duke. And last year, they had gone scoreless in the first quarter once all season long. So they came out of the gate slow, but then Tunga Tagovailoa, he got it going. He went 26 of 31, four touchdowns, no picks. And then Jerry Judy. Remember this name, and this is my next takeaway. Jerry Judy is the best Alabama playmaker since Julio Jones. I know you're probably thinking, what about Amari Cooper? Jerry Judy, this guy projected to be a potential top five pick. He's going to be the first receiver taken in next year's NFL draft. He had 137 yards receiving, 10 receptions, and this guy's dynamic. He can make plays out of the backfield, stretch the field. Jerry Judy is big time. And then how about the former Bama QB Jalen Hurts? He goes to Oklahoma, and in his first game with the Sooners, 508 total yards, six touchdowns, three on the ground, three through the air, and 508 yards, that's already more than Kyler Murray had in an entire game last year. His high was 480 total yards, and then he also shattered Baker Mayfield's record for most yards in a debut for an Oklahoma quarterback. Baker Mayfield, he had 396 yards in his Sooner debut, and Jalen Hurts just looked great, and he wasn't happy about it after the game. Check this out. Play the clip super disappointed right now and yet you set a new school record for yards in a debut and you're also the first Oklahoma quarterback in school history to throw for over 300 and rush for over 150 mm-hmm. so can you be somewhat happy I gotta go talk to my boys we gotta get right we gotta get better We gotta take more steps when you look back on this game tonight what do you think is the thing that you've got to clean up most um, sloppy play really trusting it um, man. So you get 508 total yards, six touchdowns. That is the kind of fire that you're going to get with Jalen Hurts. And my next takeaway is he's right at the top for college football Heisman Trophy favorites. You throw Jalen Hurts right at the top because, one, he's a great player, and, two, he's paired with Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley is the Sean McVay of college football. You give him a quarterback, and this guy knows how to get the best out of him. If I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm going to any quarterback in the country, and I'm saying, hey, the sooner you join the Sooners, the sooner I'm going to make you a number one pick in the NFL draft, and the sooner I'm going to get you a Heisman Trophy. Last two transfer quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, both won the Heisman, both went number one in the NFL draft. So, Jalen Hurts, to me, you're right at the top. And then my next takeaway is about the Pac-12. Was it going to be the Pac-12 or the WAC-12? A lot of tests for the Pac-12 conference. And if you look at it, they finished 8-4. That's respectable but they lost the big one. The Oregon Ducks, they go into Dallas. They face off with the Auburn Tigers, and they drop that one after being on top 21-6. They had a 21-6 lead in the third quarter. And then freshman Bo Nix, who I was calling Bo Picks throughout the game, he was throwing bad interceptions. He turns it on, and he looks like he's going to be special for the Auburn Tigers because he was making huge plays. They showed that picture of him. Uh, His dad was a quarterback for Auburn, and he was at the Auburn-Oregon game in 2011 as a little kid, and they mount that huge comeback, and it was a bad weekend for the Pac-12 conference. The Pac-12 now has lost 10 straight games to the SEC when the SEC is ranked. So 10 straight games against a ranked SEC opponent. The Pac-12 is 0 for its last 10 So Oregon, they had an opportunity to not just make a statement for themselves in their own program, but for the entire conference, and they just didn't get it done. They gave up 21 unanswered points to the Auburn Tigers. They had some clock mismanagement where their head coach, Mario Cristobal, called some timeouts when he didn't need to, cost them late in the game, and then Bo Nix, give that kid credit five-star talent. He makes the big play. Nine seconds remaining, he hits Seth Williams and what was really the play of the weekend to seal the deal for the Auburn Tigers. So the Pac-12, they need to find a way to get some of these big wins on a national stage and then to add insult to injury, the USC Trojans who, if they put it all together, they have the talent to make a run at a college football playoff bid. They lose their starting quarterback, JT Daniels, for the season on an ACL tear. So JT Daniels, modern-day product, he comes in as highly touted of a quarterback as we've seen in Southern California since Josh Rosen, and he's going to be out for the year. So the Pac-12... They need to find a way to get some of these big wins. UCLA plays Oklahoma in a couple weeks. Maybe Chip Kelly can pull a rabbit out of the hat and win that one. And then my last takeaway from the college football weekend was, can we get a mercy rule? I don't know if you saw this. Maryland beats Howard 79-0, to and then Penn State beats Idaho 79-7. to Can we get a mercy rule? We do not need to see that. I was just watching the highlights on YouTube. I think YouTube should pull those highlights. They should not be showing murders on YouTube. That's not cool. It was almost like, playing the computer on rookie mode because that was just ridiculous over the weekend. 79-0. to 0. Now, those bludgeonings made me wonder what was the biggest blowout in the history of college football, and the answer to that is all the way back in 1916, Georgia Tech beat Cumberland. I think there's a reason why you don't know about Cumberland anymore cuz Georgia Tech beat them 222 to 0. So 222 to 0, talk about a route. The Get More Sports fact of the day. But that's going to do it for week 1 of the college football season. What'd you guys think of week 1? Let me know in the comments. Now, the latest with Ezekiel Elliott, the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. I think this is the week for Zeke. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you get that deal done. It's been reported that he's leaving Mexico and he's going to Dallas. So contract talks are intensifying. And then Jerry Jones, he went on the radio to talk about it this morning. Check this out. Play the clip. There's no question the uh, eye is getting smaller. To the extent that we look at how much we're allocating to each and every player, each and every position, it creates boundaries that you can go in other positions, and it should do that. That's called planning, and that's what we're doing, and so I can't give you a straight answer there other than this takes a nice chunk out of the pie. And so from that interview, it's clear that Jerry Jones is saying, hey, we're going to give away this money, and then we're going to use this as leverage to Ezekiel Elliott and his camp. He's mentioned pie in like 10 Interviews over the last couple days. And if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm saying, Hey, Ezekiel Elliott, not every team would line up to sign you if you were a free agent. All of these running backs want to get to free agency, and they can say, Ezekiel Elliott, we got you under contract for another year. We have a fifth year option on you that we can exercise. We can also use our franchise tag, but we're trying to do right by you. When we're trying to get you money. So they need to come to an agreement because if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I'm saying, hey, a pie this, pie that. Don't be like Jason Biggs in American Pie and blow it because without me, you don't win a Super Bowl. So Ezekiel Elliott could be saying that. He could be saying, hey, I have more leverage than all you guys realize because I know this offense was designed around my skill set. This offense was designed about me leading the NFL in carries per running back. This is not New England. This is not Kansas City where you can just plug and play running backs you need my unique skill set just listen to Cowboy coach Jason Garrett talk about Ezekiel Elliott and the fact that hey if this contract holdout ends he could probably get back this week because of his knowledge of their system check this out play the clip. Uh, zeke has been a big part of our team we love him and uh, you know once he gets back here we'll try to get him as integrated as quickly as possible How long would it take to integrate Ezekiel Elliott into the game plan? Uh, You know, again, that's a hypothetical. Uh, uh, Zeke is as capable as anybody I know. Uh, know, He's an experienced player. He's been a really good player for us. He knows our system of of football. I don't think there will be a lot of learning there. Um, He's a smart guy. He's an instinctive guy. And then to me, the trump card for Ezekiel Elliott is that he knows that father of time is not on Jerry Jones' side. He knows that Jerry Jones is desperate for a Super Bowl and that he's the Mr. Burns of the NFL and that, yes, sure, they could wait it out. He could sit out and lose out on game checks. He could wait till free agency. But this is the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Everything is lined up for them to make a run this year. But without Ezekiel Elliott, they have zero chance of making a Super Bowl. Pollard is nice. Ezekiel Elliott is best back in the league conversation. So there's a big difference there. But bottom line, Ezekiel Elliott, you take the money. You take whatever money you can get that's close to your amount because you're not going to get best back in the league money. Because guess what? If you were able to get to free agency, if Ezekiel Elliott was on the market right now, Not every single team would be lined up for his services, and that's just the reality because he doesn't have a squeaky clean image. The running back position has been devalued over the years, but if it was Saquon Barkley, every team would be lined up. One, because he's an excellent player, and then two, he has a squeaky clean image, something that Ezekiel Elliott does not have. So at some point, you have to accept that your transgressions are going to hurt you in the pocket. And at the end of the day, big bank take little bank. Just like YG said, when you have the most money, like Jerry Jones, this is a billionaire, you have the leverage. And I think this is going to be the week for Zeke. I think that they're, they'll come to terms. They'll understand that both parties need each other. So look for Ezekiel Elliott. I predict next couple of days, Ezekiel Elliott, he takes a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Won't be the highest pay in the league. But considering the Cowboys didn't have to pay him, considering Ezekiel Elliott's history, I think it's going to be a great deal for Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. And staying with running back holdouts, Melvin Gordon the third, he's been given permission by the Chargers to seek a trade. So Melvin Gordon the third, his situation is a little different than Ezekiel Elliott's. He has million remaining on his rookie deal, but if he does not report, it's not like the Le'Veon Bell situation. If he doesn't report, he doesn't become a free agent. He has to come back next year and is still under that $5.6 million contract. So really, he has no leverage. If he does not report by week 11, it does not count as a season, and then he has to come back in 2020 with that $5.6 million salary. So Really, it just speaks to a bigger issue of running backs not getting their due and not getting compensated properly. But if I'm Melvin Gordon III, I come back, I have a lights-out year, I earn it on the field, and then I walk at the end of the year. But the reality is the Chargers aren't a team that sees themselves as a Super Bowl-contending team. They don't see Melvin Gordon as a missing piece. And then either do a lot of NFL teams right now in the hunt – only certain running backs can get you there. And with his injury history, I don't think you're going to get a lot of trades for him that are, that are going to pay him. So if I'm Melvin Gordon third, you come back with the bolts, you do it on the field, and then you get paid when your time is here. Now, to wrap the show today and talk about the Miami Dolphins. Now, Dolphins, they're supposed to be some of the smartest animals in the world, Well, the Dolphins don't look like one of the smartest franchises in the world. They make a huge blockbuster trade over the weekend that sends Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills to the Texans for a boatload of draft picks. And they also get Johnson, Badamosi, and Julian Davenport, two players they're probably going to end up cutting. So if you're the Dolphins, the rumors were escalating that it was going to be for Jadavion Clowney. They ended up with some draft picks and some clownfish because this does not look like a team that's interested in competing this year. But that's what Brian Flores says. Brian Flores is claiming that this team is still competing this year, that they want to win this year. And then they named Ryan Fitzpatrick the starting quarterback. So they made the trade for Josh Rosen in last year's draft, only to take away his best playmaker and his best offensive lineman, And then you make Ryan Fitzpatrick the starter. Now, my theory for this Dolphins team is, if you look at their schedule early on, their first four games are against the Ravens, Patriots, Chargers, and Cowboys. Then I think they bring in Josh Rosen at home against the Redskins, going up against another rookie and potentially Dwayne Haskins. So I think that was the move for the Dolphins. I think they're waiting to get those four tough defenses out of the way. And then they'll usher in Josh Rosen, But then when Josh Rosen goes in there, I hope this guy has his will made out because he is going to get rocked just like he did last year with the Cardinals. And I think there needs to be an Ace Ventura 3. Remember the first Ace Ventura where Jim Carrey, Ace, he tries to get the Dolphin back to Miami to try to save that mascot and bring him back to the Dolphins. I think an Ace Ventura 3, he needs to go in and get that Dolphin out of Miami. He needs to get Josh Rosen out of there before he gets hurt because – that offensive line, they're not going to hold up, especially as the season goes along. And if you're the Dolphins, I get it. I've seen the hashtag, hashtag Tank for Tua, because of Tunga Tua-Vailoa. But Josh Rosen is a guy that if you put pieces around him, he could be your quarterback of the future. But how are you going to find that out if you're not surrounding him with players that he can have success with? If you're surrounding him with zero offensive linemen that can protect him and big-time playmakers down the field, I don't see Josh Rosen having a chance in Miami. I think it's a sad story the second year in a row that he's going to get pummeled all season long. And if you're the Dolphins... Just be honest at this point. If you're going to tank, just tank. But don't sit there and lie to the fan base and say that, hey, you're trying to compete this year. You want to win this year because every move you made suggests that you're tanking. So good luck, josh rosen this year hope you can make it out alive in miami that is going to do it for episode 41 of the get more sports podcast my name is doug mccain thanks for rocking with us today you can find us wherever podcasts are found don't forget to subscribe rate review the pod hit that like button on youtube and then most importantly leave all your comments and thoughts and all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in that comment section light those up we'll read the best of them on the show next episode which is going to be thursday so have a great rest of your day see you guys next time and i'm out